welcome to Night Clerk Radio, episode 84, where I am Burke, and I am saying the episode number correctly this time, <laughs> instead of being off by one last episode and cutting it out, like a little little editing, <laughs> chopped and screwed myself into accuracy, Ross. <laughs> you could have re-recorded yourself uh, saying that. No, that never sounds the same. Yeah, it's true. It's, the energy is never the same. It's true. I've tried that. Yeah. I've tried the same thing, Brother Podcast, too, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, you can never reproduce it. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Like the room tone's always a little different and everything. That too. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, we're all on a great start on this topic. Yeah, no. Uh, well, we are because we're starting the topic now. This episode, we're talking about a real touchstone of sample material for Vaporwave, which are the Kmart tapes, which I'm sure people have heard about or have experienced in some sense. So the Kmart tapes were a collection of cassette tapes from an employee at Kmart in like the late 80s to early 90s, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Mark Davis, if I remember right, his yeah. name. And he just worked at Kmart and they had an in-store radio that was uh, like jokingly like KMRT. So it sounds like a radio station. And it would just be you know an in-store audio that would play music and ads and other copy. Mm-hmm. everything from cassette tapes and he noticed that they didn't do anything with the old tapes they just kind of sat around for a couple of days or weeks after they had exhausted their usage because they're kind of by month basically so he was like oh, i'm just gonna take these <laughs> like we throw them out anyway so for like four years he collected something like 56 tapes roughly from like the late 80s to early 90s mm-hmm. and just sat on them and as sort of a lost media's kind of treasure trove he just threw them up on archive.org mm-hmm. in like 2015. Okay. So that's actually more recent than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like 2015, threw them up on archive.org and people were like, holy shit, this rules both from like a lost media standpoint, but also just go hardcore with the plunder products on this. There's so much to work with. It's like these weird digitized cassettes. So it's already like kind of warbly and weird and haunted and old and very well worn cassettes, right? Like mm-hmm. each one was played yeah. hundreds of times probably like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So like, because it was just running for like 10 hours or whatever, you know, however long day after day there. for like a month or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, they've, they've spawned a whole host of inspired vaporwave and other genre mm-hmm. albums, which we'll, we'll talk about too today, but this is as much a topic episode to me about like plunder phonics and lost media and these tapes as much as it is about this specific albums. Yeah, so looking at the archive.org page for uh which is called Attention Kmart Shoppers. It's a, a special collection. The mentions basically in 1993 they replaced the tapes with satellite programming. So that's why it all the tapes ended in mm. 1992. Also on March 1, 1992 was the 30th anniversary of Kmart. So they had a special tape with facts about Walmart, you know, fun, you know, all kinds of things. So that tape is an interesting one to listen to, but also after he launched this collection, uh, got popular. Other people started contributing material as well, uh, including reel to reel tapes from the seventies because Walmart was doing this for a long time, obviously. Right. And so you can hear stuff from like all the way back to like 1973 uh, that were submitted by other people. So there's literally dozens of tapes uh, and uh, of all kinds now. And they have little screen like photos of the uh, cassette, or the uh, record or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, they even have some VHS tapes. Uh, 
Exide Automotive and Marine Batteries, an overview <laughs> from 1993. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And this is one of the foundations of Vaporwave's inspiration, right, is, is Muzak. And Muzak is not just a made up word like that was a company name that, that started doing this. And mm. um, so this is uh, something that, you know, generations of people listen to, especially like employees of Kmart for like thousands of hours right like over their over their careers uh and you know going shopping every week or every month at kmart Mm -hmm. you would just hear some of this stuff so yeah no it's fascinating it's really cool stuff and i I found some other material that was incidental like the whole history of music and like background music as a thing Mm -hmm. is really fascinating as well but yeah these tapes are great they're interesting to listen to there's like youtubes of like just the announcements like they cut out all the music and just have the like the original material kmart produced for their stores mm. yeah that chipper like hey welcome to walmart or welcome to kmart we have a great deal we hope you're having a great day you know that kind of stuff the tapes have like cheesy broadcasters like you're listening to kmrt <laughs> home of the deal yeah you know like that type of that mm-hmm. type of nonsense it's Sounds like somebody making fun of Adrian Barbeau in like the fog or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that was like, like they were sincere, at least back in time of day. Yeah. Like this level of I dripped in irony is like a thing that is definitely like from the 50s and the 50s until the like the up until the 90s, like sincerity was the norm, right? Like it was not mm. drenched in irony and sarcasm. Like that was sort of a big cultural shift, I think, That's that started Seinfeld's in, fault. Seinfeld and the Simpsons, right? Yeah. Yeah. Although <laughs> others, but yeah, yeah that, that sort of meta shift to like, mm-hmm. isn't this all stupid that we're sitting around and watching shows? It's pretty stupid, huh? Tune in next mm-hmm. week. One of the interesting things I found was mm-hmm. you looking through some of these YouTube videos and reading about this. Uh, someone mentioned, oh, man, this this stuff is like the, the successor to the Seaberg. You know, and I was like, what the hell is the Seaberg? <laughs> So the Seaberg was a competitor to the music corporation where they would ship out these custom record machines that would have a stack of 40 records, each with 25 songs. So they would call like the Seaberg 1000, right? Cause that had a thousand songs on it. Each record had 20 songs on a side and it would could play both the top. It was a <laughs> double-sided record uh, and they weren't standard size, right? Like you could only play them on these machines or you have to customize a, a, a record player in order to play it. But it it was automated, right? It would play the top of record one and then the bottom of record one, then move on and just go through all 25 records. And it's the most fallout music you could fucking imagine. It's uh, there's actually a website now, Seaberg 1000, that has this stuff. Mm. And you could just they stream it 24 seven. And <laughs> there's a whole thing about it. It's very interesting. And so, yeah, there's just decades and decades of this theory that like, oh, yeah, background music makes workers more productive and makes people more likely to buy it, like middle management <laughs> and just an executives bought into this shit. And so they would set up like sound speakers and just be piping the shit every day at work. And like the Seaberg had different records for different moods, like industrial workers want a more peppy thing like polka marches and <laughs> and like uh but if you're in a shopping thing maybe a little more leisurely a little more mid-tempo and like uh, make a good calm decision to buy <laughs> yeah exactly it was like the, this entire pseudoscience about like what to get more efficiency out of your workers by playing like shitty music and it's like you know with a thousand each song was only a couple of minutes so even a thousand songs was like 38 hours of music altogether so just imagine every week you're listening <laughs> (laughs) the same music and because of the way it loops it's probably the same song 
every Monday at 825 a.m. You're hearing the same fucking song for every day you're at the office for 10 mm-hmm. years. Like, yeah, no wonder people drank a lot in the 50s, uh, 60s. <laughs> And the Kmart is a proud successor to this. Like it's no connection, but it's the same industry, same mindset, right? Yeah, I mean, the each you imagine these Kmart tapes going back to those on loop. I mean, they're what like thirty minutes a pop, mm-hmm. like thirty minutes a side, and two sides, of course. Yeah, because it has like the auto reverse where it just rewinds the one while playing the other mm-hmm. or whatever. I think is that what that means? Yeah. So there's no break. I, I really wish there's actually like a rewind break where it's like a thirty minute loop, and then everyone has to stand around in silence. While the tape <laughs> that'd be amazing to me, but yeah, I'm gonna happen, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, you imagine you know, you're working at Kmart, mm-hmm. you got like a an hour loop of music, Ugh. yeah, especially if you had like, or maybe two hours if it had like a double deck system where it would just switch to from yeah. one tape and go bounce back and forth. So just listening, even even two hours, it's the same two hours, so like an eight hour shift, you're listening to the same thing four times, yeah. um, every fucking day. And I mean, I know that's like, you know, it's satellite piped in. It's not the same, but I've worked plenty of retail jobs. And yeah, they just pump in music, especially when I worked at a camera store that was like embedded in a department store. Mm-hmm. So it was like the camera department in like a larger JC Benny's type place. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard probably the same 20, <laughs> the, the same 20 songs or whatever. Yeah. God. You know, for like a year. So I always joke, you know, the music of the 80s, 90s and today, because it was basically, yeah, it was like. Here's our one Bon Jovi song. Here's our one mm-hmm. John Mayer song. Here's our one mm-hmm. yeah. Xbox 20 song or whatever. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, please kill me. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, the reaction to this, like, to these Kmart tapes, like, if you look at the YouTube comments and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's mostly very positive it's like oh i remember this from my childhood going to the weekly store we monthly thing with my parents and hearing this music as we shopped and it was a very fun time for me and blah 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 but like you're only listening to like yeah it's all new to you like you're only listening to it for 10 minutes but in some of the yeah. employees probably the ones who look this up but like for us we can come into it listen to as much as we want and then stop we we're not forced to listen to it like it's a very different mm-hmm. experience for those workers yeah. And even like local people, like even if you're just listening to a local radio, it's like, you know, when you're working, right, you have control over the radio. You could turn off, turn to a different mm-hmm. station like this is stuff that's piped in from above and you don't have access to the machine. Right. Like you just have to listen to it. There's no <laughs> you you just it's just part of your job is to listen to this. And God such a different experience. Uh, it, it's not as fun when I am, if I would imagine. That's the other thing about the, like, oh, I remember this. And some people might, but it strikes me as, like, fairly difficult to believe that you truly remember, mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes of music that played, like, in 1989. Because, like, I went to Kmart a lot because it was, like, the only big store in the town I grew up in mm-hmm. until, like, the mid-90s when more development came in and they built, like, a Walmart and and other stuff. Like, Kmart was the the place to go mm-hmm. in my town. So, like, I've gone to Kmart a lot, but, like, I don't... I don't think I can pull up like the July 89 one, oh, no. which would have been around my birthday and been like, oh, yeah, I remember spending my allowance money for my my sixth birthday buying Ninja Turtles yeah, toys. Yeah, Ninja Turtle toys. Because exactly. yeah. <laughs> I Ninja Turtles toys. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I blew like all of my money on that Technodrome. Oh, damn. You know, my mom was like, don't you want other toys? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just the Technodrome, please. Yeah, we got the uh, blimp at one point. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a big expense. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I guess the larger point is that, like, I, I think any any actual claim of memory is just this, like, general familiarity 
I think your brain kind of turns into like a memory. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I do that too. Yeah. It's not like a, a, a criticism, but I, I have to step back and be like, oh yeah, I don't really remember this in the same way as yeah. I remember other things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the illusion of a memory. It's, it's the allusion to a memory, you know, right? Like it, it's, right. it's, it sounds like it should be there, but like, I think that's all like, yeah, all this material. And mm-hmm. what's amazing is that this is all so incidental. It just, one dude happened to keep all the tapes and the same mm-hmm. dude decide to digitize them because he liked working at Walmart or Kmart. I keep saying Kmart. Uh, and <laughs> he he worked at Kmart. He thought it would be neat. And so now we have this priceless, unique historical artifact of like what this music was like. So for music historians and cultural historians and like uh, a generation of artists, right? Like no one's copyright claim this. It's all basically abandoned. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's in, in that gray status, right? It's not public domain because it's not explicitly. And it's obviously a lot of covers of copyrighted, you know, popular music, but it's all available for people to use. And it's just because of one dude. Oh yeah. Maybe somebody would like this and throwing it up there. And <laughs> it's just incidental. Like there's, there was no like professor or like grad student who is doing it as their work. It's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a musicology project for my PhD or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And do you think kind of this lost media and, and this, this ability to kind of induce a sensation of a memory that you may or may not have actually had is why it probably became so interesting in vaporwave Mm -hmm. and produced a lot of music sampled off it. So we're going to talk about two albums. Mm -hmm. Both are very different, um, even though they came out around the same time and both highlight, I think the range of what you can do with Plunderphonic. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to, I'm not going to do like too many samples or stuff and we're not doing like album segments, like a normal episode. So I'm just going to say the first album was, Kmart, 1989 to 1992. This is the definitive edition by Powers PC, Millennium Edition. (laughs) I think this is, when you think of like what you can do in Vaporwave with this tape, this is the album that Mm -hmm. probably pops into most people's heads. It is very classic Vaporwave. So 2016. Well, the original edition. The definitive edition is like a remastered or like. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're absolutely correct. The original was like 2016 and the definitive was like 2019 or something. Something like that. Bounced yeah. around between between labels. Yeah, it was stuff. only like a couple months after the tapes were released, right? It was like. A, yeah, people worked with it really fast. Yeah. I mean, as soon it, it got kind of viral when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. saw it. I, I saw it on Metafilter with a huge discussion of people and it bounced around and all like, check out the Kmart tapes. And yeah. 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 I have a friend who's like really into lost media. And I remember maybe even before they ended up on archive.org or before I knew they were on archive.org might be more accurate is um, the video you're talking about where Mark Davis has a YouTube video. He's a channel Mm -hmm. where he like just posts like, Hey, here's all these tapes I have and and stuff. And that was, uh, there's also like a really positive response in that video of people being like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, this is awesome. This is a treasure trove, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. et cetera. And then just showing off like stacks and stacks of Kmart tapes. (laughs) But yeah. So the, the power PC album, is again, I think going more for that hauntology mall soft angle. It's much more about like reverb, slowing things down, making them uh, very atmospheric, very hypnagogic. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is also like mall soft, right? Like this is this is memories mm-hmm. of things that you you think you have a memory of this is music you've never actually listened to, but you have a memory of listening to it. Like you were, you're saying earlier. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, very classic vaporwave, very classic hypnagogic 
peak vapor wave, as you would say, as I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. It's very ethereal. It's very mm-hmm. haunted. It has all the classic techniques of vaporwave, you know, pitch shifting, distortion, reverb to give it a very disassociative feel to it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love the light, the, uh, the original uh, album notes for it. The year is 1989. You're at Kmart checking out the new styles and deals, but something isn't right. You don't feel right. The year is 1990X. You're at Kmart. Bye. <laughs> yeah, because there's also the little uh, three-track album was Kmart 1990X that they also released. Ah, actually, I'm not, uh, uh, yeah, I've not listened to that one. But also, this does have that little bit of, like, vaporwave, like, little, little layer, thin layer of irony on top of it. Mm-hmm. M- mostly in the, like, track titles, mm-hmm. which are either... Kmart phrases and brands like, you know, track one is blue light specials going on now. Mm-hmm. A few are links to things that like really don't exist anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> like a 3D rendered JPEG. Yeah. Of, uh, of something from Imager. Yeah. The YouTube video that's private now. <laughs> you can pull up the YouTube video through the archive.org of it, through the Wayback mm-hmm. Machine. And it's just people <laughs> walking through a Kmart right yeah. before it's about to close. And then there's a paste bin to text that's like, this is real life. Don't you like these sales? This is real life. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> and then a link to a tweet that no longer exists. So uh, good times all around. Yeah, exactly. But there's other ones that are like dance to aisle five and enjoy the sales. Or um, I can't see straight, but the savings are so clear. Mm-hmm. I wish she was here to experience the sales. A little, little longing. Yeah. The dream is over. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> appropriate title for an id track yeah no this is this is this is a, a great <laughs> classic vaporwave very uh, yeah it's calming yet like very you're haunted you're not actually real this is this kmart has been abandoned for 20 years you're hallucinating like yeah yeah exactly so just to be fair to that at least play one sample okay so here's a bit from track 19 and two-piece styles in a variety of fashion colors. Just in time for those hot summer days at the beach or pool. The girls' department has new transitional arrivals. Girls' transitional BE separates, similar to mom's, are now in store. You just can't miss with the value and fashion offered in our girls' department. We have the summer and transitional fashions you've been looking for. Take advantage now for the best selection. As always, thank you for shopping at Kmart. So track 19 is wonderfully titled, I Need to Get Up. I Can't Fall Asleep Here. The Savings Are Too Good. And I think that really highlights like the real... Vaporwave styles like there's um, an announcement about like fashion. It's the fashions you've been looking for, and it's like this, you know, reverby, boomy, kind of echoey, mm-hmm. distorted voice, kind of ringing out through all this music. So that's just to me a good example of like that classic vaporwave that people have done with with the Kmart tapes. Yeah, no, it's great. Highly recommend if you like hypnagogic or mall soft or a sort of a mix of the both. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite just standard mall soft, right? Because it's a little more. Mm-hmm like distorted it's a little like mallsoft is very much the field recording aesthetic right like you're mm. you're at a mall and you can hear the music and it's like 
reverby and distant and stuff like that. But like hypnagogic is like you're not re- you're hearing the music, but you're hearing it differently because you're you're all f- nodding off and everything's getting weird. Yeah, that like fog of memory mm-hmm. type effect of yeah, like everything's a little a little muddled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so just absolutely great album to just sit and just have playing. Mm-hmm. People probably have heard of it. I mean, I it was a very popular album. If I remember right, it really. Yeah, my favorite like, of standards. Mm-hmm. This is like a, a classic all timer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I should have stated that sooner. But yeah, this is like really a classic album mm-hmm. of both the genre and and using the Kmart tapes. But the reason I chose it. Aside from being a classic and a great album and a good reason to re-listen to it, mm-hmm. is that it is so different from the album that you chose, which sort of kind of inspired this whole topic episode. Yeah. So this album I found out about and it's like, oh, we need to do like one thing. This is a lo-fi album, which is not something mm-hmm. we cover a lot of. So I was like, oh, well, I'm excited about that. But then it's like it's called Attention Kmart Choppers uh, by mm-hmm. Juicy the Emissary. This is a lo-fi hip hop slash turntablist chopped and screwed plunderphonics approach to the Kmart tapes. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's just play sample to get it right now. That is from track five, which is Attention to Kmart Choppers, A5. All the track titles are just A1 through A6 and the B1 through B6, which is great. And Mm -hmm. this is, yeah, lo-fi hip-hop, like, very strong beats. They really took the plunderphonics approach of just, like, taking these sounds and chopping them up into new elements, like into new instruments, essentially. Mm. And it's, it's great. This is a short album. It's only, like, 23 minutes long. But like it's super re-listenable. You could put it in any kind of like mix about lo-fi hip hop. And oh God, I'd love this album. This album's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's it, it is. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me a lot of like Koala Kid uh, and DJ Spooky in terms of style. Like that mm-hmm. very precise. It, like there's this really cool contrast between like how well structured the beats are and uh, the music is and how it sounds. But like the source of the samples are very like has that analog fuzziness in like of the seventies and eighties. So there's this really interesting contrast between how they're structured and what they sound like. And this is like the height of plunderphonics. This is what like the kind of things I want plunderphonics artists to do, right. Is to like transmute this, this, you know, acoustic lead into mm-hmm. gold, like to transform this material into something that, yeah, you could hear it where it came from, but it sounds so different. You wouldn't have imagined this would have been possible. Yeah. It's just so cool. I really love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really like this album too. Uh, it struck me as how different it is mm-hmm. from, from like the more soft vaporwave approach. Like I did not expect it. I should have probably, but uh, given the title, <laughs> but 
it is just so meticulously put together. Like it really is in what you were saying, like the classic plunderphonics in the Oswald essay sense of like, take other people's music, make it unrecognizable and into your own instruments to create your own new music. Mm -hmm. And there's like a few little bits where there are samples playing. I think like big girls don't cry plays at the beginning of one, Mm -hmm. just like the closest you get to just hearing a like unedited pop song, but it's, it's like used more as a sample versus I guess I'm going to draw the distinction between like sampling, which is just playing something recognizable Mm -hmm. and like this, like plunderphonics of, cutting that sample up into something completely new and unrecognizable. Yeah. Taking that drum beat and just restructuring it and making it into a new taking mm-hmm. like one sound of one drum hit for like two seconds and turning an entire new beat out of it. Yeah. That's from track eight. Also track 12. The last track had a whole little Christmas song hook, which is great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh God, I love those. There there's a, it does get a bit vapey wavy like in track nine with like some pitch shifted vocals and it's really cool. I really, I really want to see more things like this because like, you know, lo-fi especially gets very samey, especially if you listen to a lot of like mm-hmm. chill hop and lo-fi girl and those kind of like the big quote unquote labels for uh, lo-fi music. And, but this sounds just so distinct and so creative mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And both of these are interesting given the kind of, you mentioned earlier, like issues of like ownership and copyright and just sitting on some corporate tape. Mm-hmm. Because by repurposing that, it also highlights kind of another aspect of Blender Phonics, which is pointing out that a lot of that copyright law is silly mm-hmm. and that you are just sitting on all these tools that other people could use to make great music. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have much to go on beyond that, but it does. It's just in my mind because there's all these like recent ridiculous copyright trials where people are kind of like patent trolling each other off melodies mm-hmm. where like, oh, this yeah. Ed Sheeran melody is very slightly to this old melody. I need forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it's just, yeah, yeah. That Ed uh, Sheerhan, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, lawsuit, which was fortunately, it sounded like it, the the right decision was made. But like, it seems like every hip hop artist in particular gets hit with like, oh, you sampled this drum, just you know, this drum loop from this other song from twenty years ago. You owe me, you know, a million dollars or mm-hmm. whatever. And getting into those finer points, you have to, you know, license your samples and stuff like that. But like, then there's small artists who are like, well, no one's going to give a shit because I'm not. I'm, I don't have enough money to be worth suing. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm going to chop this up so much. Damn copyright bots are never going to find me. That's true. Yeah, that's the that, that's the the real dream. This is like, um, God, what is it? The Australian group with the uh, Frontier Psychiatrist, uh, Avalanches. Mm-hmm. They had so many samples on their album. Like, they even don't remember how many they have. So they couldn't tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they say, oh, yeah, it's like over 1,500 easily. And so like it becomes this entirely new sound making instruments from recorded sound. Like that's the whole goal of plunder phonics. That that was the original, like, Hey, we have this recording technology. Let's use it to make new sounds that are Mm -hmm. interesting and unique. And I do want to mention track six was cool because it did. It did remind me of a Scooby-Doo cartoon for some reason, (laughs) although a little more, more interesting beats, but you know, like Scooby-Doo cartoons, especially the classic ones have a very distinct musical sound, uh, at least to me. And it's just fun. And yeah, this is definitely an album that's going to go in heavy rotation because it's like, ah, I want to listen to lo-fi. I'm just going to put on a couple albums. Like I want to find more lo-fi hip hop at this standard. Like I like chill hop. I like lo-fi girl. It's fine. But like, I feel like I want to find more lo-fi that raises the bar like this. Mm. So I guess that's something for a future episode. Yeah. You can check out a few other of even, even their albums. Mm-hmm. 
or or related stuff. Like the most recent is comfort food, which is Krispy Kreme. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. Juicy the emissary, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I do want to look through his uh, discography and see what else is up his sleeve. But because there was a time where I listened to Koala Kid and DJ Spooky like all the time. Like I got into DJ Shadow, mm-hmm. I found out about Koala Kid, and then like I j- this turntable of stuff I just love. I'm I'm just. I don't know what it is. I just cannot get enough of it. But I stopped listening to it for some reason. I kind of drifted away. But probably because I, I I listened to their album so much. I got I was like, all right, I'm done with that. And then I didn't find <laughs> any new turntables to be fascinated by. So yeah, just how it be. Yeah. But, also, I just put out a general call to the audience. Anybody listening? Shoot Ross some recommendations. Yeah. Some sick. Let him know. Chopped and screwed and and turntable stuff. Uh, <laughs> let me know. Yeah. So I guess in, in closing. Has the Kmart fad passed though? Because like we kind of pointed out that one of the most amazing things to me about this is how quickly that these were produced, you know, just a couple of years mm-hmm. or, you know, a year, one to two years after the tapes are all dumped on archive.org. Yeah. You have two amazing albums. Yeah. 60 other tapes or whatever sitting out there. Yeah. Attention uh, Kmart Trappers came out in 2017 and right. Kmart 1989 came out in 2016. So yeah, the two years, year and a half of the, yeah. the archives release. So I wonder how much of it they were able to go through in that time, or if like even a handful of tapes provided enough material to do yeah, it, these albums. It's kind of the thing with viral things, right? There's a huge in, 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 initial burst of popularity, but then like people drift away and then mm-hmm. forget about it. They don't come back. Like, cause there's always another new viral thing to check out. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was curious how much other, if anybody's working on on creating other great music out of these, because it's probably it's hard. I think you said before we hit recording. Yeah, I'd, I'd say probably. Yeah. Or, or it like sneaks its way in, or provides like a pre distorted version of of stuff to work into mm-hmm. other big boy projects. Because if you search, you were saying before we hit record, you know, if you search just like Kmart on Bandcamp, there's tons of albums that come up that at least reference it. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to really listen to see how many actually like pull from those tapes or are just. Lost soft albums that reference it or, or they just have Kmart in the title. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good convergence of like historical preservation and, uh, and also like musical creation. Like, uh, you love mm-hmm. to see it. <laughs> and it's also, I wonder like, cause I haven't heard anything else like it since then. Like in terms of like, Oh, we found this huge archive of this, uh, ephemeral thing from the eighties or, the nineties and then people like, Oh my God, this is great. I'm going to make cool things of it. Like, I mean, there have been minor things like memes uh, or minor trends of like the Wendy's burgers, grill skills training video, right. Which features an awful eighties rap, but like nobody's made, I haven't seen any vaporwave albums made sampling that or referencing that, but maybe I just haven't looked hard enough, but like nothing or I haven't seen anything organically just through, through the vaporwave community that hit the level of the Kmart tapes. Yeah. I think the Kmart tapes are so unique in that they were sort of like this unauthorized mm-hmm. taking of so much material over so much time that it doesn't being like kind of an unprecedentedly large dump of information about one thing, mm-hmm. which is sort of, there's some novelty there to, to go to your point. You know, we do like to dig up and watch old VHS like training videos. Mm-hmm. 
but they're pretty few and far between. It's really just kind of the big ones, like the Golden Crowd, which, you know, knife cutter, you know, the, the Golden Crowd. The small meat talk, cutter. yeah. Uh, yeah, the small talk video, like kind of make small talk if you work at the Golden Crowd. Uh, the Crystal or, Pepsi. Sorry, it's Old Country Buffet. Yeah, sorry, yeah Old yeah. Country Buffet. There's the Crystal Pepsi distribution. Here's what Crystal Pepsi's about. Yeah. A couple other things. There's all the Wendy's ones. Yeah. Um, there's some McDonald's ones and stuff, but there's no like, here's all the McDonald's training dates from like 1985 or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no. It's these little bits and pieces. Yeah. It didn't lead to a watershed moment like the Kmart tapes did. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. So, Hey, if you're some weirdo out there and you have a stack of VHSs that are just, I don't know, Wendy's training videos or whatever, get them out there. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you've gone uh, inspired you to go out and listen to some Kmart inspired music or digitize your own outsider art collection of weird corporate media. Next episode, we're going to do something a little different. It's time to learn about a new genre. So I don't even know what inspired this choice, but we're going to dig into Folktronica, which is something I know basically nothing about. So I think literally it was like, I found out it existed. I was like, huh, that's worth talking about. Like that, that's literally it. I think, I think it was around the time we were doing that hauntology, uh, record mm. label from the UK. And I found out they did Fatronica albums. I was like, what is that? I don't know what that is. And that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So if you know a lot about that, let us know in advance before we record and maybe it'll help us not sound so uninformed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you like this episode and you like what we do, we have a bunch more of them on our Patreon and Night Clerk Radio at patreon.com for bonus episodes. We have a very nice Discord full of interesting people. We have writings from Ross. We're going to work on some other rewards. Some video stuff is in the works. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all buried under my, my real job, eating up all my time, no. unfortunately. <laughs> but maybe we'll get to it at some point. You can also find us on Twitter at Nightclerk Radio. I am at Burke McBurkinson. Ross is at Ross Payton. And also, if you need to go to our website, nightclerkradio.com, you can also find us as Nightclerk Radio at pretty much any bit of social media detritus that's sitting out there on the internet. I don't know, Facebook. Yeah, I did. I did. I did create a Mastodon account. I need to. A Mastodon account? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. I haven't like set up my profile or anything, but I. I registered an account. That's about it. So, yeah. I'm proud of you. Yay. <laughs> you can also find our podcast pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, wherever Simplecast decides to put us up. Apple, Spotify, YouTube Music Now, I think. It's everywhere. We're everywhere Pine Podcasts are found. And wherever you do listen to us, please take a moment to rate, review, comment, etc. All that kind of engagement really helps us uh, get noticed. And we always advocate to build community. Spread the word, talk to people, make friends, enemies, frenemies, mm-hmm. and uh, sit around and listen to Kmart tapes with them. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.